It's the end of the week. But the start of Luke and Lewis. Check it out, check it out. Let's go. On 1019. You ready? The Fox. Luke and Lewis on The Fox. It is a Sunday night. I'm here with Luke. And by that, I mean Luke is actually recording from Perth. I am, but I'm still here. Yeah. I mean, it sounds the same. Yeah. But I'm just at the other side of the country right now. Our voices are meeting together in your cars. (laughs) Uh, But Luke's 3,400 kilometers away from me. Uh, Luke, what's the difference between the Melbourne studio and the Perth studio? Um, nothing. There's like a vibrating noise here. I don't know how to stop it. Um, and the whole place is vibrating. Yeah, I think yep. there's an earthquake in Perth right now. A earthquake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and other than that, no, it's just, just going to be same old show. What do we have coming up on the show today, Lewis? Uh, well, the main thing that I want to talk about throughout the show is the fact that right now it's nighttime here. But mm. in Perth, it's daytime. Yeah, it's so, true. I'm looking outside right now, and it's the middle of... Well, it's not the middle of the afternoon. It's four o'clock in Perth. Yeah. Well, There's we, still people going about their day yeah. here, which is blowing my mind. And I can see outside in your camera, it's nighttime. Yeah. So it's day and night here on our show. And But after this... Do we just explain how days work? I think so. so what a great start. <laughs> uh, coming up after this, we're going to be talking about childhood habits. This is Luke Lewis on The Fox. Luke, you're on tour at the moment. You're flying around everywhere. Yes, I am currently in Perth uh, doing the show, and yesterday I was in Adelaide. I'm a busy boy. i got yep. things to do, places to be, so you pretty much just people to see. Not many people, actually. Uh, not many people coming to the shows? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I just don't have any friends here, but uh, okay, <laughs> that's, that's why good. I'm doing the show right now to you guys. Now, uh, Lewis, I was in Melbourne Airport before I left uh, on Friday, yep. and I went into the toilet, and as you do... Mm-hmm. So that's not weird. That's not the weird part of the story. And um, I walked in and I, I was at the urinal. I was uh, just about to go and there was a guy next to me just finishing up, finishing up his business. And yeah. it was pretty quiet, I guess. It's not often loud in the toilet. There's not a lot of chatter going on in there. And no, it's not a good chat zone. No. And under his breath, uh, he just starts humming to himself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so he's finishing up. He's getting to the end. And he so he's starts, at the urinal? Yep. He's yeah. at the urinal. He's putting things... Back in where they need to be, uh-huh. and he starts humming a one, two, three, and a shake, shake, shake. <laughs> a one, two, three, and a shake, shake, shake. But what? like a really, really soft under his breath, like a one, two, three, and a shake, shake. And I just turned around and I was like, is this guy singing a jingle to remember what to do in this situation? Like, how old was the guy? About 50. <laughs> oh, so not 10. <laughs> yeah. That's insane. Yeah, and he was just humming to himself, and then he kind of finished up, got it, washed his hands. I wouldn't be surprised if he went to the tap and was like, and I turn the tap on, <laughs> and I dry your hands. But like, and I couldn't believe this. I was like, this guy has clearly been told this as a child. Yeah. He's clearly been- I mean, you'd uh, hope so. Well, yeah, well, unless he's made up an original. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully but a stranger um, didn't correct his form when yes. he got on the plane. But um, yeah, he was. It was so weird, and I was like, "This guy's been taught this as a kid, and it's continued it continued into adult life." Yeah, well, and I think I, that uh, childhood habits can sometimes stick with you. Like I've got, I got a childhood habit that just won't go away. Like what? I'll, I'll. When I was a kid, I used to take um, showers, and they were too long. Remember when you always had to take four minute showers? We had timers. Yeah, I just couldn't get out of the shower. So you I'm, still should, by the way. Yeah, like, you should. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And I figured out how to do it. Every time it was time to get out of the shower, I would just do like a 10-second countdown in my head. I'd be like, 10, 
No. Like to psych hey. yourself from getting out because you're like, oh, it's warm. I don't want to get out. Yeah, because you never want to get out. So if I made yeah. it into a fun countdown until I hit the button, which is turning off the but shower. But did you have the self-control to actually turn off the tap at one? Mate, it works every time. And I, if I don't do this, I won't get out of the shower. I, I'm See, 24. I do it every morning. It's just stuck with child. me. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I am. At least you know how to finish up going to the toilet, though. At least you know. Yeah, that's true. I don't need a song for that. I, I There's only one thing I still do in my adult life that mm. I probably shouldn't do that I've taken, I still do from when I was a kid, is when I'm trying to work out, like, left or right. So say if someone's, like, turning, like, when I'm driving, like, yeah, chuck a left, yeah. I'll put out my hands on the steering wheel into no. an L shape. <laughs> and then, occasionally, I don't do it often. Sometimes I know, but if I'm not thinking, yeah, I'll see which one is an L, and if it's a perfect L, it means it's left, and if it's... A backwards L means it's right. Man, I haven't thought that. Like, you put since, out your finger and your thumb. Yeah, when I was learning left and right, yeah. I did it once, and then I was like, oh, that makes sense, and I never did it again. Mm, you're missing and out, because it works every time. It's a 100% <laughs> foolproof plan. Okay. <laughs> well, we were thinking, guys, give us a call on 131060. What childhood habits do you still have that you can't stop doing that you probably don't need to do anymore? Give us a call, 131060. We want to hear it. What childhood Can habits? Can you top... Jingle, jingling, a shake jingle post post urine. Okay, <laughs> can you top that? I don't think there's anything more childish than a fifty year old man singing to himself as he shakes his manhood. Okay? No, but if you can top it, give us a call. Thirteen ten sixty. What childhood habits do you still have? We're asking you guys on thirteen ten sixty. What childhood habits do you still have? Because Luke, you ran into an extraordinary one in the airport bathroom. I was finishing up going to the toilet, and the guy next to me was uh, almost finishing up. About to, he he was had to do a couple of shakes, obviously, as you because you're at the urinal, do, you know, at, at the urinal, and he started singing a one, two, three, and a shake, 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 and a <laughs> one, two, three, and a shake, shake. I'm like, mate, you're fifty. You don't need to sing a jingle to remind yourself to do that. It should just be a thing you do. Yeah. Or like you know what I mean? It's it, you don't have to. It's not a process that requires a jingle. And in, clearly, someone's told him this jingle as a child. And by the way, I've never heard this one. So if you're listening in your cars, don't be weirded out. Like oh, I hadn't heard that one. It's not a jingle. I think the guy made it up. Yeah, maybe he just taught that sim to himself when he was a kid. Because even just... as a kid, all someone said to me was like, "Oh, by the way, mate, you just give it a bit of a shake." And that's, that's it. it. Yeah. You don't need to go. How, how many shakes? One, two, three. Oh, what about <laughs> what about if I forget though? I know. Yeah, you just well, need as many as required. Jingle. <laughs> anyway, we asked you guys in third and ten sixty what things from your childhood, uh, what childhood habits are you still doing? And um, Sophie, oh no, sorry, Chris, what childhood habits do you still do? Uh, so I still sing the uh, alphabet song whenever I brush my teeth. Right, and is this more about the letters or your teeth? What's this habit do for you? <laughs> It's, uh, it's just for the duration. So basically, whenever um, I was a kid and my parents were teaching me how to brush my teeth, I was always singing the alphabet song, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And how and long does so, the alphabet song go for? Um, I think, well... Just your average brushing session. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, depends how many times, you know, you actually sing it sort of thing. Cause, Is know, it hard to sing while you've got a toothbrush in your mouth? I, I basically just hum it or, you know... Smart. Like, Sometimes it just comes in my head and I just think about it and sing it to myself sort of thing. <laughs> That's pretty childish, Chris. I'll, I'll be honest. <laughs> That's I mean, surely you can just be like, hey, I think I've brushed my teeth at an adequate level because I'm an adult. Now I'm going to do something else. Nah, I like this. I like this song. <laughs> but we're going to go, go from some good dental hygiene to some bad. Uh, Brittany, welcome to the show. What's your childhood habit that you can't get rid of? Oh, so as a kid, I used to, just like when you get Milo, like you put heap teaspoons in, mix it around and then just drink a Milo, yeah. like a normal person. I used to drink it, like eat it with the spoon, like every single drop of milk. 
and 23 years later, I still do that. Just like a powder? Yeah, but like, no, mix it in with the milk, and then you know how you just drink ah, it. Ah, so instead of drinking oh. out of the cup, I'll you, eat it. you tr- treat it like, but it's not, you're not eating it. Oh, it's but you're putting in so much Milo that it's like a sludge. Not, no, not really. It's just like a normal Milo, but like then you put the spoon in the sink and you go ahead and drink it. Oh, like, so you just I... don't know how to drink. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> You've got a drinking problem. <laughs> That's childish. Do you know how to drink? You just avoid it. I do. I just like the, I don't know, I just like it to last a bit longer. And it's just with Milo you do this? Yeah, yeah. Any other normal drink, I'm, I'm more than capable. You don't spoon orange juice? No. Right. Because so, well, yeah, that how, would be weird. <laughs> how long does it take you to, to finish a glass of Milo? That'd take oh, ages. Oh, a while. Oh, yeah, a while. My partner's very embarrassed. Yeah. To go out. Yeah. I would be too. That'd take at least you a couple. partner. It'd <laughs> <laughs> take at least a, a couple. I have a kid as well, so. <laughs> what does he do? Does he look at you strange? No, he's actually a decent child and just drinks milk normally. So yeah. I'm I glad he's he... up to that level yet where he thinks. Milk. I'm glad it's not genetic. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Brittany. Uh, and Sophia, welcome to the show. What's a childhood habit you can't get rid of? So every time I get asked to spell the word banana or I try to write it down, I have to sing the Gwen Stefani Hollaback Girl song, B-A-N-A-N-A-N. <laughs> <laughs> that's it's great. Every time. Every time. Well, I mean, I I, th- I think that's good. I, I just wish Gwen Stefani wrote a song like about a more difficult word to spell. Yeah. I agree. Like photosynthesis <laughs> or something. <laughs> Even how to pronounce it would be good. <laughs> well, that's good. So, yeah, if Gwen Stefani, if you're listening, could you start pumping out more educational tracks, it'd help us. It'd help the wider community. Yeah, and you know uh, what? Yeah. I reckon those songs would go really well. Then she wouldn't have to be on The Voice every day of the week. Yeah. Uh, that's Chris Aguilera, isn't it? Oh, it is too. Ah, oh, well. great reference, Lewis. Well done. Well, hey, both of them could work a bit harder, and then I know yeah. what they do. <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking to you guys about childhood habits that you can't get rid of, and we just had a caller come in called Lorraine. Welcome to the show. What's a childhood habit that you can't get rid of? Uh, Vegemite with pasta with little bare little pastinas with little stars. <laughs> how did you even take that up? Like, how did you? How did that start? Putting Vegemite in pasta. Oh, well, my, my mother, as a little kid, used to give it to us as children, and I pass it on to my own kids. And oh, right. And five now. And, and none, none of, of the treat. kids were taken away from the respective families? No, no. <laughs> my kids, all my kids, that's what they eat now as a, just a bit of a snack. They'll just cook some little pasta with Vegemite. Is, and that, is that it? Like just Vegemite, no cheese, no sauce? No, that that's what they you know. Oh, like you use Vegemite instead of bolognese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Why? I mean, so so does does your whole family still do this? They still do it. My twins still do it. They're twenty seven. I've got my my daughter. She's twenty, and she still does it. And just a habit. Did you ever try it with Ice Snack two point oh? Sorry. Did you ever try it with Ice Snack two point oh? No, 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 no one would buy That's that. That's next level. <laughs> uh, but uh, after after the break, guys, we're going to be talking about how much technology has gone into linking Luke and I together. Because Luke's in Perth right now. I'm in Melbourne. We're still doing the show, and uh, something exciting is about to happen. It's about to be nighttime at the same time for us. Well, it's already nighttime where you are in Melbourne. Yeah. 
But in Perth, we're still rocking the day, baby. It's about to happen. We're going to talk yeah. about that next. Luke and Lewis on the Fox. Uh, we are recording the show in two different states, thanks to the wonders of technology. I'm in Melbourne and Luke is in Perth. Yes, I'm, what, 3,400 kilometres away right now, and you wouldn't even know. Uh, thank you to, I'm assuming Elon Musk or NASA has something to do with it. Yeah. I'm not really sure how it works. I just got told to come to an address. Uh, it was kind of sketchy, actually. The radio station was like, gave me a time, a place. It was like some sketchy-ass deal, and then there was someone there to meet me yeah. and I, who I'd never met before, and I was like, I could be, I could never come back. This could be the last show. <laughs> well, <laughs> but I, we're on air, and it's working, so yeah. someone's done something right. And when I say the wonders of technology, what I really mean is Skype. We're, <laughs> just, <laughs> we're just doing the show over Skype with a uh, little, little webcam, so, yeah. you know, it's not... I, don't, I actually don't think that Tesla had anything to do with it. <laughs> no. Well, anyway. Um, so, it's still daytime here, which is something that I can't fathom, because I can see out the back of your studios, and it's nighttime in Melbourne, and that's blowing my mind right now, because it's, four, it's two hours behind here. Yeah, yeah I mean, we've, we're on very different vibes. Like, I'm on, much, I'm on a much looser party. It's nighttime vibe, but look, you're, you're all never business. never loose. At like 6.30 p.m. On a Sunday. Look, yeah. a little bit more looser than 4.30 p.m. on a Sunday, I would say. Yeah, and I would just say, well, Lusa, because even if you had the option to do something in Melbourne, you could go and do something, but I'm in Perth, and this is about the best thing there is to do, is just chat to you guys over Skype. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I looked up, uh, I was thinking, because it's still daytime, even when you finish the show, it's still going to be pretty early in the night, so I looked up a few attractions that you could but do. I literally Perth. asked people on Snapchat, I got here and was like, hey guys, I'm in Perth, what is there to do? And the top three thing, or just top two, was like, leave. It was number one. <laughs> and the other people were like, yeah, just go to Bali, man. Like, right. well, that's what we all do here. Well, I, I seem to disagree with that, uh, Luke, because well, I Apparently, up... there's a good night scene in Fremantle, but Bali sounds way better. <laughs> <laughs> I've looked up things that, uh, attractions in Perth, uh, and I uh, came back with just one thing. Yeah, go. Uh, Kalamunda Camel Farm. Uh, I haven't checked it out yet. I've only been here for about four hours, but um, I've got a free day tomorrow before I come back. So Mate, put that on to... the bucket list. Mm. Check out if a couple only... of Perth camels. Yeah. I would have done it if it had to be Wednesday because it would have been hump day. <laughs> <laughs> Hit the joke alarm. <laughs> wow. Amazing joke. Thanks for bringing that one to the show. Definitely worth saying. Mate, just because you're in the state doesn't mean you can get away with trash yeah. like that on our show. <laughs> just because the city you're in's bad, it doesn't mean the content has to be. <laughs> but uh, I'll let you guys know. Yeah. By the way, wait, before we go, sorry, I'll let you guys know when it becomes nighttime here. Okay, okay? that's the main I thing. think sunsets around, it should be about an hour. All so right. we're still rocking daytime. Oh, it'll be a big announcement. I know no one in Melbourne cares, but I'll, I'll let you guys know regardless. Okay, we'll let you know when it's nighttime. It's Luke Lewis. Luke, you're a known boot enthusiast. Yes, uh, I do have a nickname and an alter ego on the show called Boot Luke, where I bought a new pair of boots uh, about a month ago, and I put them on, and it changes me, not for the better, for the worse. Mm. It makes me arrogant, and look, I- I'm wearing the boots right now, and you're probably sensing a change in my demeanor, and I'm sorry. <laughs> but, well, that's a weird thing to do, they wearing great. boots, apologizing. Yeah, so I'm not actually sorry, I was just trying to be polite, but no, I don't care, because I'm wearing the boots. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, you call yourself a boot enthusiast, but I think someone else has, has got you in the boot department, Luke, uh, because a notorious boot thief was recently arrested, and uh, he was prolific. He did this all the time. He's a 43-year-old man, and I've got here from the article, it says, a room piled with work boots has been uncovered, and a man arrested after more than $7,000 in bootwear was stolen outside the front of houses in Melbourne. He's so been... he's just going to 
like instead of door knocking, he's just going up to their front porch, stealing their boots. And what does he do with the boots? Well, he doesn't just sell them. them. I'm looking at photos here. He has three rooms filled with boots, and they're dirty work boots as well. Like they're just work boots, so he's not selling them. Says here he's been doing it for the past six years. Is he a tradie? No, Does he he's go not. through a lot of boots himself? No, he's just a boot enthusiast, and he doesn't clean them either. So he's bringing dirty work boots and just putting them in his house. It would just stink out the whole house. And uh, the police here, uh, there's hundreds and hundreds of boots. It filled an entire school hall. What they're going to do is they're going to let people come in so to see if they can identify their boots and pick <laughs> them up. I'm reading here 2,400 pairs. So that wow. means I don't think you're going to get... Like, who's, okay, I like my boots and all, but if my boots got stolen, I'm not rocking up to a school hall sorting through 2,400 <laughs> boots to, just to be like, there they are. No. No bucks, mate. It just buy some new ones. I mean, really, if the guy's gone to all the effort of stealing, you know, almost 2,500 boots, I'd just be like, you know what, he deserves mine. Because yeah. obviously I didn't want the boots that much. I only got one pair. This guy's I'd got just two be and super, super pumped to get, you know, like, I'd be super pumped just to be a part of that collection. It's, it's probably the biggest boot collection in the world. I mean, yeah, it's you history would think making so. being a part of it. And <laughs> we wanted to ask you guys on 131060, what's your weird collection? Because this yeah. isn't normal. He's the only one I know collecting boots. Yeah, I mean, everyone has has a weird collection. So give us a call, 131060. What's your weird collection? Are you the boot thief? <laughs> <laughs> We're asking you guys on 131060, what's your weird collection? Uh, and this was inspired by a man was recently arrested for stealing $7,000 worth of work boots. He filled three rooms in his house just full of boots. They reckon he, so he walked up to people's like doorsteps and with their work boots on there. And it was just work boots. He didn't target thongs, Crocs, sneakers, yeah. any other footwear. He was purely targeting boots. And they reckon he stole about 2,400 pairs. Which is an insane amount of shoes. And he never sold them. He just kept them. And we've had Andrew call into the show saying, uh, sorry, we've had John call into the show saying that he's missing a boot. John, do you reckon your boot was stolen? It 100% was stolen. Because every day after work, I take my boots off, leave them at the front door, get like a front patio. Yeah. And I get up the next morning to go to work and there's only one boot there. Oh, so he only, you reckon this only took one. one boot? So, yeah, so I'm looking for clarification if this is thievery of pairs of boots or if it just, yeah. like, you think so, a complete psychopath who just takes one boot. <laughs> so, I think that it did suggest that he was... one is a much more heinous crime than the that's, other. See, that's cool. Like two boots? That makes sense, right? Two boots, I didn't really have a problem with, but taking one boot, that's a <laughs> You should have a bit of a cord. problem with it still. Well, yeah, at least I still it makes have, sense. I, and I still, I just cling on to hope. Like I have the other boot and it's just sitting in the greenhouse in the hopes that one day I'll have the other boot. <laughs> Maybe so one day the boot. Go, yeah, every time I go out there to do gardening or whatever, I stare at the one boot. And I just, I'm just sad. That's why hopefully because it's, it's an insult because he knows you're going to keep that one boot. No, nah, but you know sometimes when like dogs like go away and then they find their way back home. Hopefully the other boot will find its way back to its <laughs> uh, to its accomplice boot. Yeah, we we can hope. We can, we can hope. only hope, John. Well, uh, prayers our prayers with you, are with you. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, good luck, Godspeed. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, now, Andrew, back to the kind of collection. Uh, we did say thirteen, ten, sixty. Um, what is your Wii collection? Because we were really not that bothered by him stealing the boots. We were more just impressed with his boot collection. Two thousand four hundred pairs. That's impressive stuff. Um, so, Andrew, what's your Wii collection? Maybe not as impressive as that boot collection, but uh, I started collecting belly button fluff. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I'm impressed by that. Hang on, wait. Before I, st- I tell you how impressed, how much belly button fluff have you collected so far? Well, I only managed to get about three quarters of an old school film canister full before my girlfriend at the time threw it out. What do you mean only? That's so much fluff. <laughs> How big is your belly button? Well, it wasn't that big or impressive, but I was just kind of curious as to where it came from and how much actually accumulated there. Your clothes, day. Andrew. It comes from <laughs> your clothes. <laughs> That's where fluff and I, comes from. I just from. scooped it out and uh, sat it on the bench, uh, you know, my um, yeah. bathroom bench, and, and the next day there was some more there. I'm like, didn't I, get, didn't I clean that out yesterday? And I'll just sort of put it together and see how much I can get. And had visions of stuffing so a cushion one day. This with was it, but... less of a collection, Andrew, more of a science experiment. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but I got um, I got brought to an abrupt end when my girlfriend threw it all in the bin, and uh, I had to start from scratch. Both oh, you should have done it in a lab, mate, butt. not in your bathroom. There's your problem. <laughs> Your girlfriend should have also dumped you. I mean, I can't believe she just threw it out. You, I think you got off easy, Andrew. Um, well, look, it's, read? Uh, it's my, mine wasn't oh. that impressive. I had to go searching on the internet to see if I was uh, alone in this uh, weird uh, uh, scientific observation, and I'm not. Uh, and there's some pretty uh, heinous collections of belly button fluff that are uh, all over the internet. I'm talking coffee jars full, so Mate, made me we... feel small time. <laughs> you don't try and make it sound like you're the only one. Like we, you still sound like a weirdo on the radio. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for calling, Andrew. Arlene, welcome to the show. What's your weird collection? Hi, I have seventy-four bottles, over seventy-four bottles of Impulse body spray with two sprays in each left. That's that's what's left in the two sprays. But 74 why? bottles. Um, I can't get rid of them. It's like a, like a, an attachment to them because I know I bought that on a special occasion and I know there's two sprays left. So if ever I go out on another special occasion, I can right. use those two sprays. But if uh, I need to tell the truth, I have 76 with two full bottles. So 74 all up with two sprays right. left in them. And yep. Arlene, would you call that a bit of an impulsive collection? <laughs> I hope you were going to go there. Yes. I hoped you would. Yeah, I love it. Arlene. I've referenced your perfume. <laughs> I hated that more than your collection. <laughs> that is perfect. What? Uh, that was a, that was excellent comeback. Love it. Well, <laughs> you're welcome, Arlene. That's what we promise here on our show. Excellent comeback. So I yep. hope you enjoy your weird collection. Thanks for calling, guys. <laughs> I do. I do. I don't like looking at them. There's not much left, but I like looking at them. <laughs> Thanks for calling, Arlene. It's Luca Lewis on the Fox. Right now, we're doing this. We want a tandem bicycle. We want a tandem bike. We want our boss to pay for it. Yeah, that is what we'd like. <laughs> Firstly, guys, everyone listening to that, you're welcome. <laughs> Can we comment that we recorded our bits separately then, right? So uh, I'm in Perth. Lewis is in Melbourne at the yeah. moment. And I sang the last bit so out of pitch. It was just like, it's so obvious we weren't in the room together. (laughs) But that's the kind of quality singing that you can expect from our show. Now, guys, what we're talking about is, uh, because we're on the Fox here, obviously the Fox is always about uh, advertising their shows and branding. And their newest move is by giving custom Jeeps to every single show on the Fox, except for us. Husey and Kate have their own Jeep. Carrie and Tommy's got a Jeep. Fifi, Fev and Byron, they have their own Jeep. Where's our Jeep? We don't have you a Jeep. Might have, 
you might have seen these promotional cars driving around the city, maybe go, mm. coming to events. You know, you know, people just promoting the Fox brand, and we just thought, hey. We didn't even get contacted as say, hey guys, do you guys want a Jeep? No one even sent, shot us an email. We didn't. We weren't even given the option. And look, here's the thing. We don't expect a Jeep. We understand we're only on Sunday night. Sometimes we're not, we don't even bother to be in the same state when we do the show. So fine, maybe <laughs> we don't deserve a Jeep. But, you know, a boat would be nice, a scooter, <laughs> something. So last Sunday, we threw it to you guys listening and asked what kind of vehicle does our show deserve. And uh, we got a brilliant suggestion of a tandem bike. A bike See, that two of us can ride at the same time. You're excited for that. I was still very much pushing for rollerblades, but I'm happy to settle with a tandem bike because it is something we can both use at the same time. Well, um, if we did rollerblades... By the way, I don't when are we deciding it... who gets front and who gets back? Well, that's a big discussion that we're... That, that's going to take a month, really. I don't one. think <laughs> it's an argument we should have over a webcam. It's no. something that might get physical. It's at least so, a fist fight situation. Yeah, okay. I'll <laughs> wait till I come back and then... <laughs> Yeah, um, so what what we were thinking is we've landed on tandem bike, but obviously all these Jeeps are heavily customized. We're going to have to really pimp out our tandem bike. So we're thinking, what kind of accessories are we going to put on our yeah. bike to make we don't it stand want to, out? We don't want it to look like any old tandem bike driving around Fitzroy, you know, going to the, your local cafe. We want it to look... Very Luke and Lewis, very commercialized, heavily Fox branded, purely because mm. we're just trying to compete with the other shows here on the network. Yeah. All right. If Husey and Kate have their own Jeep, we need to start stepping it up a notch. I had a couple of ideas. Mm. Neon lights. Ooh. I want it to look like something out of Tokyo Drift. Like, I think a general rule for the tandem Can bike you drift is. on a tandem bike? Hey, we'll give it a go. I don't know how hard the brakes are going, but <laughs> I don't know how much the company's going to invest in hydraulic brakes, but I'm willing. Really, look. Okay, let's just set a general blanket rule for the tandem bike. If Vin Vin Diesel wouldn't ride it, neither do we. Yeah, I agree with that. Well, Vin Diesel and and The Rock, because it's a tandem bike. Yep, good. I don't think they. I think they'd break the bike. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I think that obviously, really, we're getting a bit ahead of ourselves. The first thing that we want to sort out is a bike lock, because if we get a tandem bike, I mean, everyone's going to want to steal this thing. Oh, it's going to be a good bike. Um, yeah. uh, I wouldn't trust a regular store padlock. No. I think we need to go custom, industrial, um, perhaps a chain. Yeah, a giant chain. A chain. Wrap See, a tree. our producer James is just shaking his head because he's just listing all the expenses here and it does not <laughs> add up well for the station. Yeah, we, we will clarify. Hey, it's still cheaper than a Jeep, all right? We're not yeah. asking for a Jeep. <laughs> we haven't been promised this tandem bike. We've promised it to ourselves and to you guys. So yeah. we're just trying to put the pressure on the bosses here. And we don't want to rent this bike either. We want to own this tandem bike. That's our commitment yeah. to you. I've got one kind of... Uh, modification that I don't think they'll go for because I think the station will say it's unnecessary and you don't need it. But I agree. It's a ju- it's more of a safeguard. It's future proofing our show. Mm. A baby chair, just in case one of us has a kid. <laughs> you know I'm the, well, I'm not planning or expecting. I'm just no. saying. What we, 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 we could put radio mic, our button pusher, in the chair. Yeah. Well, that's a good idea, but but would that change the tandem bike? That's true. It would change the tandem accent. Mm. It would become a threesicle. <laughs> I don't know if, that, if that's an official word, but... I think what you're looking for was tricycle, mate. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you guys know this about us, but uh, we are actually certified criminals. Yep. And uh, it's time to confess, all right? And that's the best music we could find, is it? Well, it's, <laughs> it's a bit noir. It's a bit detective. Are, are we criminals a hundred years ago? Well, here's Apparently. the thing. Okay, there's criminals, right? 
and then there's minor criminals. And I mm. think we fit into the minor category. Yeah. I think most people do as well. There's everyone's committed a minor crime, and right. I think really what we should be doing today is just confessing our minor crimes. So really, to each other. our show just has criminal undertones. Yes, to the show. Yes, it's a bit of a minor crime mafia going on yeah. here, and uh, this is initiation. You what crimes have you committed, Lewis? Well, uh, I actually committed one here at the radio station. Uh, you did not. Hope the bosses aren't listening. This might might mean. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't get fired. I'd almost get a, an unofficial warning, like, "Hey, mate." Not happy with this, but you know, probably no real repercussions as it is a very minor crime. <laughs> so, uh, in the kitchen, have you well, seen? Well, is it even interesting to tell then? I mean, I'm getting <laughs> you've to talked it. it down so much now that it's. It's a very minor crime. Okay. But, uh, look, okay. <laughs> uh, have you seen the, uh, the lolly boxes in the kitchen? Yeah. Where they ask for a $2 coin and you can get a small packet of chips or a tiny bag of lollies. Yeah, it's like one of those cardboard things. It's an honesty system. Yeah. Where you've got to put $2 in if you want a packet of chips and or something. mate, they're very small bags of chips, okay? They're not a regular size. They're like the pocket size. And you know what? I'm not paying 2 bucks for chips. So, you know what I did? $1. Half price. It's worth, even a dollar is too much. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to make some guy in the office... Two bucks for a bag, all right? Hey. Don't bring your profit scheme in here. You know they're charity oh, are they? boxes, yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you're just, that, what? I thought yeah, they you're were just, just ripping some... off the Starlight Foundation. Oh, I thought it was just an employee in the office trying to make two bucks. Oh, sorry, Ryan. I think that's turned into a bit of a major crime. I mean, Stealing from y- charity. That's y- a big no-no. <laughs> I don't think the bosses are going to be mad, but this is oh. going to be some charity. <laughs> I'm so sad this is live radio. I would have taken it back. Well, yeah. Look, okay. Maybe we should get more intense music. Major crimes. <laughs> Let's get the law and order music up. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Well, do you have any minor crimes? Well, Ruth? I did a one that's Can probably more this? major than that. Oh, really? I, well, it's a little bit minor. It's a misdemeanor. It was an airport misdemeanor mm-hmm. when I was going uh, through the airport yesterday. Yeah. Uh, they're like, everyone, please remove your aerosol cans from your bag. And I was like, what's the difference between it's on the bag or on the tray? You know when you put it through the scanner? Well, and yeah, because it goes make back it in your bag out? later. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to put it back in my bag. It's an x-ray machine. Mm. They can see the same thing. Like, they were acting out like, oh, if, I, if it's in my bag, they can't see it. I'm like, I know you guys have an x-ray machine. Yeah. That's what it's there for. Right. So, I kind of just didn't really think about it. And, like, yeah, I put it through and then mm. my bag got stopped. I had to wait around for ages. And, like, they were acting like I was a threat. And I was like, yeah, it's just some links, man. And then... <laughs> Had to go through again, and then everyone at the uh, airport found out I had Links Africa in my bag, and it was super embarrassing. So really, the crime there is using Links Africa still as a 22-year-old man. Yeah, yeah, that's a major crime, but hiding <laughs> it, very minor crime. So guys, but, uh, they weren't happy. No, and we want to hear from you guys. Thirteen ten sixty. You can give us a call any time. Do you want to join the minor crime mafia? Give us a yeah. call. What are your do you minor have a, crimes? Do you have a minor crime to confess? I mean, we don't want to hear about. Anything that will actually incriminate you, love and air, keep that to yourself. Or, you know what? Hand yourself in, even better. Yeah. Just tell us your minor crimes. Yeah. <laughs> this is Luca Lewis on The Fox. Talk to you soon. We're asking you guys on Turning 1060, what minor crimes have you committed? Because Luke and I are well known as minor criminals. We've got a bit of a minor crime mafia going we're on. We're scallywags, we? I would yeah. say. We're not like hardened criminals, but no. we're on a steady path. Where, where You know, if we keep committing such crimes it may lead down a dark path yeah I mean, so we want it's not enough to get in trouble with like the real police or even a warning from the police nah, but maybe, even like a mole cop maybe like a stern hey knock it off man stop and that's enough to stop me <laughs> I mean uh, so uh, uh, Peter um, welcome to the show 
Uh, what, thanks, mate. What minor crime have you committed? Well, well, obviously, I'm in uni, so I have not much money. <laughs> so right. when I go to uh, Woolworths and what in are my you, uni... What are you studying at uni? Uh, medicine. All oh, right. So you, so will, you will have, have, have money. money. <laughs> <laughs> I was going for an arts joke there, but uh, continue with uh, your minor crime. We're just thoroughly impressed with your studies. Uh, <laughs> Keep going on uh, your tuition. Uh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> What's your so, minor hey. crime, Peter? Um, well, I go to um, the Woolworths near my... Um, in my uni and I, I, I get muffins mm-hmm. and like all like the bakery stuff yep. like um the argonum 60 cents because I scan them as white, uh, white bread so ah. I got like a full face it's worth about 20 bucks to get it for 60 cents so right. way to save money hey you're eating $20 muffins oh well I had, I had a lot <laughs> <laughs> I mean what, a like, lot muffins aren't <laughs> that much more expensive than bread they're almost the same thing really <laughs> they're, they're, like a, they're like three bucks that's so. an expensive muffin. Like, I, yeah. Endorse, yeah. I endorse this You're minor in crime. premium muffins. Mate, man. welcome to the Minor Crime Mafia. You're in, mate. Yeah. Thanks, mate. How does it feel to be in? Uh, it feels pretty, pretty good. Um, it shouldn't. We're criminals. Pretty emotional mate. right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm calling Peter. David, David welcome to the show. What's your minor crime? Well, I like boys. How you going, mate? What's your minor crime? All right. So mine's, uh, mine's similar. It's at uh, Woolworths as well. Mm. Um. When cherries are in season, they're like 25 bucks a kilo. Right. Just uh, double bag them so they look a bit blurred. Chuck them yep. through as grapes. You got them half price. <laughs> that's that's incredible. I mean, I'm sorry I'm applauding this. I mean, supermarkets are getting absolutely lampooned in this segment at the moment. But uh, 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 you can't knock that. I mean, you can because it's illegal. But genius. I you know? genius. I mean, that's smarter than the guy studying medicine. Yeah. yeah, if you're going to be a criminal, do it right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> when chickens are in season, they're so bloody good, but they're so bloody expensive as well. So. Oh, I feel you. That's I mean, good. So you're really, you're only a minor criminal when cherries are in season, which is very minor. You're a seasonal just, criminal. Just when, they're in season, boys, just when they're in season, so part-time criminal here. Well, you yeah. know what? I'm going to give you a seasonal pass to the minor crime mafia. <laughs> yeah, we don't want you in full time, but you you hit us up when cherries are back in, and we'll have a munch. <laughs> Luke is in Perth. I'm in Melbourne. We're in very different countries, really. I mean, I'm the other side of this country. Same country. Okay, same country. Everyone knows where Perth is, mate. That's no, semantics. It should be a different yeah. country. <laughs> um, I did have to get my passport to get here. It was a hike. I had to go through international. Anyway, um, so Lewis, we've been kind of. Talking about the whole show, it's daytime here and nighttime with you, but mm. I have a new update for, for you all in Melbourne, okay? Ooh, right. We've hit dusk. Not nighttime Ooh. yet, but we're transitioning. We're yes. in, so we're halfway to midnight. Do you reckon we're gonna, you're going to hit nighttime? I'm not sure if we're going to hit nighttime on the show. It's supposed to be at 5.28. It's currently 5.27 here, and yeah, the the sun has is not going away. The sun's hanging in there, and I Mate, I appreciate it. nighttime during the ad break. Maybe I mean that would be a quick, a quick sunfall or sunset. Sunset. Yep. Uh, does sun go back up or not? No, it just goes. Guys, we'll talk about it after the break. <laughs> I'll Google how the sun works in the song, All right. and then I'll get back to you. We'll get back to you. Guys. I think Perth's sun's different. <laughs> Looks currently in Perth. I'm in Melbourne, and yep. uh, look, we were going to talk about something else, but during the song, Luke, you asked me a question that I think would just really. Tell all of you guys listening about the type of person that he is. You <laughs> asked me, because it's different times in Perth, is that correct? It's currently 5.30 here, 7.30 in Melbourne. Yeah, and uh, you said to me, hang on, shouldn't 
it be dark at the same time? Correct. Right. Because they don't do daylight savings. Right. So, oh. you think the reason why it's light in Perth and the reason why it's nighttime in Melbourne is because we have daylight savings and they don't. No, no. It's just not that far away. Right. So, you're, what you're saying is... If it's is, dark, it's dark. If, it's if, light. If, we, if I change my clock <laughs> to 7 a.m., the sun will be like, oh, time for work, and it'll get up. No, but I'm just saying, like, yeah. why are they why are they three hours behind? Like, why are they two hours behind? Is because it because the sun sets later here? Is that why? What do you mean? Because the sun the sun doesn't set. The Earth moves around the sun. Yeah, the so they, we're just so spot. far away that it takes like another couple of hours to get dark. Yes, that because it? the Earth isn't flat, mate. Yeah, I know that. That's what I said to you during the song. Yeah. Then where does daylight savings come into this? Oh, I didn't really. I don't know why I brought that up. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, oh, we're not that far away. Same country. It's just so weird because it's like still kind of light here, but it's been dark there since the start of the show. Yeah. I'm yeah. just, just confirming. has nothing to do with what we put on our clocks. It's, right. It's how the universe works. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. You should have just got the universe on the line <laughs> to explain it, and it would have been less confusing. Yeah. Well... Was this worth your time bringing this on the show? We could have talked about something else, but oh, now no. at least I know how time it. works. Yeah. <laughs> Luke and Lewis on the Fox. Luke, uh, I've read a news article the other day about a robot restaurant that's just opened up in Boston in America, uh, and it's fully automated. They make stir fry. So you go in and you order on a touch screen. You can be like beef stir fry, add this, take this out. And then the robot just takes that and cooks the whole thing in a bowl and serves it to you. As in like, it's like goes, here you go, sir. Or, or, here well, you go, I sir. think it places however, it on a I don't a know how the robot talks. I don't think it has to say here you it go, It doesn't sir. talk. No, well, it doesn't. It's a rude robot. Uh, I like it. I enjoy, if I'm going to be going, firstly, if you're eating stir fry out at a restaurant, I don't know, learn how to cook. Like, that's a home meal. And secondly, if you are doing... I think Chinatown would disagree with you. (laughs) What do you mean? Stir fry is the easiest... I can cook stir fry. I can cook three things. Stir fry, okay, I can cook two things. Stir fry fry. and toast. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well... I don't need a robot. I mean, a robot cooks me on my toast, technically. Yeah, so (laughs) you can only cook one thing, and a a robot could probably do it better. Yeah. All right, so (laughs) you've got no argument left now. No. All right. <laughs> well, I was going to be thinking. I wasn't arguing anything. I was just bragging about being able to cook. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I was thinking like what other robots could just replace humans with. So you want to see more restaurants with robots in them? Yeah, but I, I do kind of agree with you in the sense that I, I guess the robot should have to be able to say, here's your meal before I, you if just I, replace yeah. a human. I'm I'm fine with having robots serve me meals if they give me the exact same experience that a human does. If they have human characteristics. For example, if I yeah. go to a restaurant and it's full of robots, they must need to ask me at least once how you're enjoying your meal when I've my mouth is full and I'm only three bites in. Yeah. Because yeah. that, that's what I'm used to. And if, if a robot respected my privacy and respected his distance, I wouldn't be interested in eating there. That's no. what I go for a restaurant's for. Exactly. You get interrupted when you're halfway yeah. through a mouthful. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was thinking, like, kebab shops, you know, they could replace humans with robots, but only if the robot was wearing a singlet and it was, like, a really sweaty robot. Yep. And it got yeah. angry just for, like, no reason. And it got angry at the other robot. Yeah. Like, oh, this is exactly 
what I come for in a kebab shop. And I also got angry at the other robots who are also being paid minimum wage. That'd yeah. be great. Yeah. And but I, a few a few complications come into that because not only would you have to build a sweaty robot, that robot would also have to be waterproof. Why? To protect it from itself. From the, from its own sweat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, I would eat there. Yeah. Um, also, I was thinking uh, robots, they should integrate it into Uber, like ride-sharing systems. Mm. Yeah, well, they're yeah. trying to do that anyway. So just take the drivers out, just have the robot cars. Yeah, but again, I don't want a complete robot experience. I ex- I'd expect them to program the robots to at least make one wrong turn throughout the trip. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And offer you offer you mints and then when you say no, they offer it to you again. Repeatedly offer you until you guilty take the eclipse mints and yeah. then and then you uh, think, Why did he offer it three times? Is this actually an eclipse mint? I don't yep. know what's the, what's going on with this robot. Yeah. I think that that's what you need. I was thinking also maybe personal trainer robots, they could replace real <laughs> personal trainers, but all the robots they need to have like a really shit tattoo sleeve. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm not interested. Yeah, and if it's not like if it doesn't look like a water painting from Thailand, I'm not interested. (laughs) Luke and Lewis on the Fox. That brings us to the end of the show, guys. Thank you very much for listening. But uh, before we do finish, mate, you're in Perth at the moment. We've been waiting the whole show. Is it or is it not nighttime, guys? (laughs) It's been a long two hours. I've been. It's been an afternoon here in Perth. We've been doing the show, but it's nighttime in Melbourne. I'm very excited to announce I'm flipping around the webcam now. Oh, it's night time. It's night time, everyone. We've made it. Congratulations. I, I mean, I would say I'm going to go out and party and hit up a nightlife, but it's Perth. I think everything's already closed. So yeah, <laughs> it's I a Sunday think... night. People are already in bed. Uh, they're ready to hit the blinds tomorrow. I don't know what people do here, to be honest. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, look, there's not a vibe going on outside. I think I saw one car before, and they're probably (laughs) just going back to Adelaide or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. um, Well, I know we made it all the way. And I I did say at the start of the show, Melbourne, I know you've been waiting to hear. Yes, it is nighttime in Perth. You can sleep better tonight knowing that it did, that the day just didn't continue. You guys, you guys are very welcome. Perth is officially dealing with nighttime. All right. Thank you very much for listening, guys. It's Luca Lewis on the Fox. We'll be back next Sunday. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram if you want to see more. We'll see you next Sunday. Luke and Lewis on 1019 The Fox.